You slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those E's. And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later, right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. Now, we believe that you're going to miss out on some really cool things just by listening to the sermon and not being a part of a church community. Things like intergenerational community and the support and encouragement that that brings, music, kids, and maybe a cookie or two after worship. But we'll give you what we can. I'm Chris Marshall. And I'm Susan Foster. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so that if you're away from home, working, maybe you got snowed in, or maybe you're just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we just ask that you would receive it with an open heart and an open mind. And a quick note, we're serious about that open mind and an open heart. We're tossing out ideas. We don't Expect that you will agree with everything we say, but we want you to question, to disagree, and to figure out what you think in the midst of all of this. But our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Susan, there comes a time every day when we've turned off the Christmas music and the child is snug in her bed Mm-hmm. And we, there's nothing else that we can do for work mm-hmm. or to prepare for the holiday. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I look at each other and one of us says lovingly to the other one, shall we have some murder and gore? Yeah. <laughs> and I we, know that you guys love some good murder and gore. And the other one, feeling totally seen and totally known, replies, you are too good to me. <laughs> and we sit on the couch and, and we drink tea. And, and we, we watch, watch people die. Right. Some gentle we, murder mystery. We solve their murders. I watch just enough forensics to think that I know anything about forensic, but I know I don't know anything about forensics. So uh, that's my life. We love it. It's fantastic. And we love uh, we love being surprised. Mm-hmm. By the, we love it when there's a twist. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't when expect. you didn't guess it in the first five when minutes. When we didn't guess it. But... But it does not make up for those moments when we do guess it in the first five minutes. And for the rest of the 43-minute episode, we're sitting on the couch screaming at the... Well, I'm screaming at the TV. Ben gets fidgety. Um, that we can see the answer and stop mm-hmm. trying to misdirect us already. Right. Like, we know. And no more red herrings, please. When we're right, we get even more frustrated because uh, we can see it. It's right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. We know. We know the answer. It's mm-hmm. so. It's so easy. Why can't people just... Look. Oh, yeah. Well, like, it's, it's like, yeah. why don't you know the bad guys behind the door? For real. Yeah. Right? For real. We've seen this movie. I kind of wonder if sometimes when we read these prophecies from the Old Testament, and, and this scripture was from Isaiah mm-hmm. about the people walking in darkness, seeing a great light and beating all of their weapons of war into things of peace and right. living together in harmony. I wonder if God is sitting in front of the celestial television set watching everything that we're doing and going, why can't you people just look? Right. Why I've given you the answer over and over and over again and you're not doing it. Right. What's going on? Why you can't know? you get this? Why stop trying to misdirect with mm-hmm. all of these other solutions that you think you have to the world and just pay attention. Because I think we live in a world that distrusts itself. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. we hunker down behind any little bit of security we think we can find, mm-hmm. which on one side usually means weapons and on the other side means self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We hunker down behind these little bits of security and we talk about how did we ever get to this place, which is generally capitalized. This, this place. place. And how how uh, we usually get there, people always have an answer for. It's always because of other people, right. also capitalized, mm-hmm. who came before mm-hmm. also capitalized or it's those people who are coming after us yeah or it's those people we always think that we know the answer but really what we're doing is living against i mean sort of what you're talking about fear and love right right um in the last episode we're living against what god has told us is right mm-hmm. in order to protect what we think we've got right well it's it's, it's or what we, we think we should have right it's that whole it's back to that whole righteousness thing right it's the self-righteousness thing. right like it's like like we're we're not living into the truest sense of that word yeah we're living into the how can i what what's best for me right and so isaiah is seven thousand years ago telling people this is how we do it this is how god wants us to live and he's writing to very specific people with a very specific hope, probably not about Jesus. We in the Christian church tend to make everything about Jesus, including the stuff in the Hebrew Bible, right? which is not helpful. Yeah. Um, he's probably writing actually about a king named Hezekiah being a child that shall lead them and should be called mm-hmm. wonderful counselor and all these great names. And so because he's writing for a very specific people, a very specific hope, a very specific time, I kind of wonder like, what would that be for Reno? Mm-hmm. So if, uh, if we could change it out for Reno, people who have walked in deep desert, people who fear the effects of climate change, (laughs) people who long for a world without violence, what would the hope be? Mm. How would we shift it? Because I think between Isaiah and all the prophets and all the stories in the Hebrew Bible and all the stories in the Greek Bible and the life of Jesus, we've learned everything that we need to know cognitively about how we make this world of peace and justice happen. Jesus leads with humility. He finds greatness in service. He doesn't dominate people. He unites people. He shows mm-hmm. compassion mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reaches out to people who are isolated and helps to feel uh, feel that connection for them. Not to put them in the middle, not to make it all about the people who are isolated, but to help people to feel a part of. Right. Right. To feel connected and like they can contribute. In the midst of all this, we know that if we follow Jesus, if we live this way, it will fix the world. But it's too scary mm-hmm. for us. And so I just imagine God shouting at the TV set, so to speak, and saying, come on, people, I've right. taught you how to do this. And yet, and yet you distrust yourself still. Well, it's, it's the, the image that just popped into my head is, is what it's like to be on a trapeze. Uh-huh. We can go swinging along for a long time, but you have to let go. That's the only way down. You have to let go. It's the only way down. Exactly. Right? Or it's the only way off. It's the only way forward. Out. Um, So we talked about this idea of incarnation, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Buechner, Frederick Buechner talks about what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. He says, who is God? Well, God is the high and lofty one who is beyond all time, who inhabits eternity. Mm -hmm. And the scandal of Christmas is that God would choose to inhabit a concrete body Mm -hmm. in a concrete place and time. And to be subject to time mm-hmm. and all of those things. And when you believe in the transcendence of God and the otherness of God, it feels like it radically diminishes who God is. Mm-hmm. And when you don't believe in God, in any kind of God, it can feel like the ultimate absurdity. Look at all these foolish people mm-hmm. who think this foolish thing. And if you're somewhere in between, which is I think where most of us are, somewhere between God is 
totally beyond us and there is no God, it challenges the way that you understand belief. Because this is not a theory that we can test rationally. Right. It's not a theology that theologians have thought themselves into. It's something that happened 2,000 years ago that we think is still happening now. And you have to live it to see if it works. Mm -hmm. And it's raw and it's preposterous and it's holy and it causes us to stop and listen and see if we can figure out what's actually going on. Right. If we can catch a glimpse of that kingdom of God in the midst of all the, the other stuff. And so Frederick Buechner tells a story about uh, 1947 Christmas Eve mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm-hmm. And it started to snow. Okay. This is not a rare thing, I would assume, in New York City. Snow it snows. happens quite a bit. But in 1947, when the snow first started to fall, it was vertical snow was little, you know, little flakes falling yes. delicately to the ground. Yes. And it, the, very different than the Sierra cement that we get here. Of course. It ha- you can actually sometimes see the flakes. See the, the whole snowflake. And so the shopkeepers were going outside and they were sweeping the sidewalk so people still had a clear path to come in. But as the storm went on, the snowflakes started falling a little heavier and the wind picked up. And soon the tops of the parked cars on the sides of the street had gathered some snow and the shopkeepers decided nobody's going to come out in this. And so everybody started to close up shop and go home. Well, the snow kept falling and the snow kept falling. And soon you couldn't see where the curbs were Mm -hmm. and the parked cars were just lumps on the sides of the street. Mm -hmm. The the hydrants were covered and nothing on wheels was moving and kids stayed up later than they should. And people skied down park Avenue. And the next morning when everybody woke up, the thing that they all remarked on was the silence. silence. Because, Nothing on wheels was moving. moving. There was no congestion. There was no traffic. There was no noise. It was just the sound of silence. And it caused everybody to stop Mm -hmm. and listen. Now, it's not difficult to dismiss Christianity around this time of year when we think Christmas is all about commercialism or sentimentality or wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's very difficult to dismiss the Christmas that says there is something holy in each of us if we would stop and listen. Yeah. If we would honor it in each other and live the way God has called us to live. It's much harder to dismiss when we live into this courageous love. And so we have this moment now where we can turn off the canned Christmas music, tuck the children into bed, Mm -hmm. and take a moment to listen. And who knows what we're going to hear. We're going to hear what I think what we're listening for. And so what are you listening for this time of year? Um, Because it's hard to dismiss this Jesus who came and inspired so many people to change the world for the better. It's hard to dismiss that this Jesus might have a way to change us too. Yeah. So when we talk about God with them, God with all of those people and God with the skiers on Park Avenue and mm-hmm. God with the guy behind the meat counter and God with the person selling newspapers on the corner and God with the homeless person crouching in the doorway of the church, it's a much smaller step to go from God with them right. to God with us, which is Emmanuel, which is the incarnation. And which is what I think God is shouting at the TV set. Can't you see? Can't you see? Can't you see I'm with you? Can't, can't you, you trust see? me and do this thing? Can't you Yeah. Can't, can't you, you see I've shown up? Can't you be Christmas yeah. this year? Um, we had the Christmas cantata on Sunday. So that was as much sermon as I got to give. It was still five minutes longer than it should have been. <laughs> um, That's okay. 
And then we listened to 40 minutes of this beautiful music. And I said, you know, this is one of the places that we experience the inspiration um, and the creativity of people, which is a reflection of the love of God. And so, you know, may you listen. And, and I hope you, yeah, I hope you listen. Um, and I, I hope you hear something good. Well, thanks for listening to this Sunday Morning Sleep-In podcast. If you have questions for us or want to see some of our other episodes, you can find a, the complete catalog on sundaymorningsleepin.com. Or if you want to reach out, uh, you can shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. Scripture for this podcast is Isaiah 9, 2-7, and there will be links to that and to the Beekner Reflection, uh, which is much longer than what I shared um, as well traditional at the end of a worship service at the end of a podcast for us to send people out with a blessing and the blessing at our church is the same every week it's homework because we think people have already been blessed god already loves you all the way there's nothing we can say that will make that more and so we hope that you know that but the homework is may you go out and love other people may you go out and love every person you meet even the ones you might not think deserve it because god thinks they do amen amen